Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire on this Monday, July 12th. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host, with you for the next hour as we delve into what happens when the government no longer fears its people. And we're going to be looking at the anti-communism Cuban protests that are currently going on right now and parallel that with what's going on here in America. We now have our government just straight up saying they're going to start monitoring our text message in regards to what we're talking about. Uh, so we're going to be delving into that. I'm also going to be touching on CPAC. Caitlyn Jenner was not only in attendance, but was a speaker this past weekend, and it was a big point of contention. So we're going to be talking about that. And then I'm going to be giving you COVID updates on everything that is going on in regards to our government continuing to stay tyrannical in regards to their response to COVID-19 and um, you know other various world leaders as well. So a lot to delve into tonight. And uh, we're going to start off with CPAC because I was there this past weekend. It was here in Dallas, Texas. And I was monitoring everybody's responses to it. A lot of the journalists that were there. And I wanted to start off with this tweet. This comes from uh, Caitlin, who is an OAN reporter. And I, I wanted to focus in on this tweet because it's very important and telling in, in several ways. It's captioned, thousands of fearless Americans gathered here at CPAC to engage in conversation on how to take back the country. Tune in to OAN. Now, I have nothing against OAN or any of their reporters, but I just wanted to bring up this tweet because I want to focus on this part right here. To engage in conversation, all of these fearless Americans gathered together at CPAC to all talk to each other. And that's always what conservatives seem to do. And that's always what the right seems to do. They engage in conversation on how to take back the country. And I wanted to bring it up because when are we in the conservative side going to wake up and actually start taking action? We're constantly engaging in conversations. And that's all CPAC is every single year. It's everyone conversing about, you know, what they need to do, about how socialism is bad, about what we could do better. But there's never really any action behind it. So uh, that is the reason why I wanted to bring that up. And then again, too, uh, Caitlyn Jenner was not only in attendance, but a speaker at CPAC this year. And CPAC, to be quite honest with you, seems to be one of the you know problems with conservatism, if I'm being quite honest with you guys here, because they are bringing in all of the bad leftist ideologies that have corrupted our country, and they are now bringing it, bringing it in, and it's now seeping into conservatism. So CPAC is an event where a lot of young people are in attendance, a lot of um, uh, you know teenagers, a lot of the next generation who is really into politics. And we have the founders of CPAC, we have the organizers of CPAC, bringing in Caitlyn Jenner, a biological man dressed up as a woman, to be a speaker at the event. Now, I, I want to talk about several issues here because one, there's been a lot of hit pieces coming out saying that people, uh, conservatives at CPAC, were they were really bigoted. They were really hateful to Caitlyn that they were calling him a him and that they were calling him by his dead name and blah, blah, blah. I watched Caitlyn Jenner walk through CPAC and I didn't see any of that. I think there was one um, article that came out where one person went up and called him Bruce Jenner. And then also some people were asking hard political questions as they should be since Bruce Jenner is running for governor right now. So um, I think that that was really one overblown and two 
question, why are we even platforming somebody like that? And more importantly, too, to touch on the issues in conservatism, let's go ahead and take a look at this Tommy Lahren tweet. Now, as we all know, Tommy Lahren is a big talking head at Fox News. She's very popular. She has really, uh, you know, strong views in regards to conservatism and politics. Well, here's her view on Caitlyn Jenner. She says the attacks on Caitlyn Jenner are despicable. I'll go to bat for her every single time. And if you want to take my conservative card for it, take it and shove it. Your mob is no better than the left. And in fact, it's uglier. So that's Tommy Lauren. She is, again, one of the bigger voices in conservatism, but she's pro-abortion. She's pro-transgenderism. And again, keep in mind that accepting Caitlyn Jenner into conservatism is accepting young boys playing in female sports, in little girls sports. It's accepting boys in the girls locker room. That's what this is. Now, I was kind of put off because Tucker Carlson was interviewing Caitlyn Jenner and I didn't know why. But one very important point did come out of that interview. And Caitlyn was caught saying, my loyalties lie to my community, the LGBTQ community, and that's who I'm fighting for. So very important point was made there. Caitlyn was exposed for advocating for the LGBTQ community because that's what's important. It's trans issues to Caitlyn. It's not America first. And it's so funny to me because we keep seeing all of these conservatives taking the America first slogan and logo because they know that it's uh, very popular among Zoomers, especially in the next generation. And they're trying to take hold of it and own it and pretend that they're America first, but they're really not. And we see that in displays like this with Tommy, you know, I'll go to bat for Caitlyn Jenner. Um, Someone else attached to this old tweet from Tommy who says, now we have a measles outbreak in L.A. County as if we don't have enough problems. If not vaccinating your kid only impacted your kid, fine. But that's not the case. Vaccinate your kids or stay home. She then came out and was like, I'm not pro mandatory vaccine, blah, blah, blah. So she seems to go back and forth quite a bit in regards to her opinions. She seems to kind of just, you know, flow whichever way the wind is blowing. And that is the absolute state of conservatism in 2021 and in our country. It is CPAC. It is Tommy Lahren. It is Caitlyn Jenner. And that is why we have lost this country completely. And which is why what is happening in Cuba right now will be coming to America very shortly. And we should be looking at this as a tale of caution. But we are so dumb and entitled and ignorant in this country that we're continuing to allow all of these you know, leftist institutions to infiltrate conservatism. And again, I'll tie all of these things together because it does kind of seem like, well, what does the LGBTQ community have to do with China or what does it have to do with the government? It's all tied and it's all connected. And I keep making this point too: how America is an extremely strong country and you can't attack America from the outside. You have to attack America from within. Why do you think we're seeing the complete destruction of our military, the feminization of our men, the destruction of capitalism, inflation is going up or borders are wide open because you have to attack America from within. And a lot of foreign enter entities are influencing our country right now and our people. And that is why we are where we are. So absolute state of conservatism. CPAC was ridiculous because um, again, to last point I'll make on this one, uh, Nick Fuentes was banned, I believe, the Saturday of CPAC. And he always goes every single year and kind of crashes it just to make a point that he is so banned. And uh, the funniest part about CPAC this year was that it was called CPAC Uncancelled. And every single speaker at CPAC was the only speaker that was actually kicked off of social media and actually canceled was Donald Trump. Every single one of the other speakers, again, accepted by the establishment, still on their social media platforms. Whereas if CPAC and conservatives really cared about uncanceled and free speech, they would, you know, Nick, granted, has some pretty crazy opinions. 
But a lot of people advocate to keep him out of certain events like CPAC. Meanwhile, CPAC credentials leftist reporters who go in there and tweet about how it's nothing but white supremacists, proud boys and oath keepers walking around the halls. So CPAC is credentialing these leftist reporters that go in, write hit pieces about the speakers and people that are at CPAC, ruin their lives and destroy them. And then Nick Fuentes is banned from that event from CPAC. Show me the logic there. Somebody please do, because I genuinely don't understand that. And again, say what you will about Nick, but there is a definite problem when a right wing watch or a media matters or a salon writer, all of these leftist liberals who hate conservatives are credentialed and certain conservatives are real conservatives who actually care about this country are actually banned. So that's my two cents on this event this past weekend. And, um, We really need to get our heads out of our asses, to be quite honest with you. Now, let's go ahead and jump into Cuba because mass protests did erupt. Uh, I will play this B-roll for you guys here. Um, As you guys can see, huge crowds in the streets of Cuba. Mass protests have erupted in several cities over the poor state of the socialized medical system. That is what the media is running with. They're saying that protesters are demanding freedom from their communist dictatorship. Now, something very funny and interesting about this whole entire thing, because as you guys can see from all these videos, um, this is a clip of the people in Cuba chanting liberty. They've been waving American flags over there. And what did our media here in America do? How did Twitter spin these protests? And like I just read in that tweet, what are they trying to blame these protests on? Not communism, not socialism, not an authoritarian government. No, they're trying to say that they're protesting because of COVID vaccines. Um, one minute here. I lost my tweet. Okay. So this is how Twitter decided to cover this. It says protests take place across Cuba as the country faces shortages of COVID-19 vaccines and basic necessities. As the country faces a period of economic crisis brought on by the global COVID-19 pandemic. So there you guys go. And a lot of people were really shocked at the fact that Twitter and the media decided to come forward and say, this is why people in Cuba are protesting. Um, let's actually kind of read into this Fox News article as to why they might actually be protesting. Fox News labeled it video emerges of mass protests against communist dictatorship in Cuba. We are not afraid. According to Florida Congresswoman, Uh, Maria Salazar, Cuba's regime is shutting off Internet on the island. And then you have all of these various American politicians, Kevin McCarthy, Steve Calise, uh, Marco Rubio talking about Cuba, standing with Cuba and, you know, bringing light and saying we stand with Cuba. We stand with these anti-communist protests. But that is how our American media is spinning this. Now, this is a tweet from Jack Murphy that says communism is cool. You get five eggs a month. And this is a photo that he took of their rations, basically. And as you guys can see here on the left side of the photo, it's all the products. And then on the right side, it's how much of a ration each person gets. And as you guys can see there, it says huevos five per month. And he goes on to say seven pounds of rice. You think this is fake. It isn't. This is how they ration food in Cuba. Five eggs a month, unless you can buy dinner at a private restaurant where a meal costs the monthly salary of a doctor. So that's what the people of Cuba are living under. They're living under a communist regime that has completely destroyed their economy. 
They have food shortages. And how is American media spinning this? And how is big tech spinning this? They're spinning it that it's because of the COVID-19 vaccine. Ben Shapiro tweets out, I personally spoke to some of the leaders of Cuba's dissident movement just weeks ago. The mainstream media and Biden White House line that this liberty movement is solely about lack of vaccines and U.S. sanctions is a total lie. It is about the evil repression of a communist tyranny. But again, we need to pay very close attention to how American media and big tech is spinning this because as we have seen over the past four years and as, as we've seen with this election and with the COVID response, they are no longer a media. They are no longer doing their jobs. They're a propaganda arm at this point. And look at how they're covering Cuba right now as, again, another blatant example of this. This picture's also been circulating of Cuba, Iran, Venezuela, and Hong Kong. And in every single photo, they're all waving the American flag. Why is that? Because the American flag is a symbol of freedom worldwide. When I was in Hong Kong, I remember seeing so many Trump signs. Protesters were holding up the, the American flag. They were shouting, we want, you know, uh, we want to be in America. Please, America, save us. And they were waving the flag. Venezuela, did they do the same thing? Cuba, they do the same thing in Iran. They were walking around the red, white and blue because they didn't want to disrespect. And again, American flag, a symbol of freedom around the world, except for in America, because we are so entitled in this country and we are spoiled in this country because the people who advocate for communism and socialism that live here have never experienced food shortages. They've never experienced their dollar being so worthless that it was just piled up in the streets. Remember that happened in Venezuela. Their dollar was just in the street, they were burning their money because it was so worthless, because it was so hyperinflated. That is the reality of communism. It's not pretty. And it's very telling to see how our media is trying to frame it because they don't want communism to be blamed for the absolute state of Cuba. Now, again, going back to the concept of we are so spoiled in this country that meanwhile, every other country is waving the American flag as a symbol of freedom. We in our country are desecrating our flag. This video came out this past weekend of it's a little boy and his mother and they're riding on their bikes. They pass a private private residence. This little boy picks up an American flag on somebody's front lawn and throws it on the ground. There's no audio in this video, but his mother stops the bike, watches him do it. And it looks like she's mouthing something clearly not. Hey, son, don't touch people's public property or, hey, respect the flag of the country that you live in. Nope. It's just she's probably like, yeah, go ahead, son. Picks up the flag, throws it on the ground. So. Again, we have been infiltrated by foreign entities. And they are brainwashing American citizens. And now while every other country that actually lives under an oppressive dictatorship regime, an authoritarian state, and is living in communism and socialism, as they're waving the American flag as a symbol of hope, as a symbol of please help us, we in our country are desecrating it. And it's absolutely disgusting. Now, Mike Cernovich had a bunch of very important tweets today because, again, too, we're using Cuba as an example of what's happening here in America. Mike Cernovich tweets out, Cubans are fighting for freedom. The regime is calling it an insurrection, holding people without trial. Fortunately, that could never happen here. And he puts up the American flag emoji. Now this tweet is very important. And what we're going to be going through 
in this next like probably 20 minutes, extremely important because so many people have been blowing the whistle on what is going to be happening if we allow the government to have as much power as we have allowed it to have. When the government no longer fears its people, this is what happens. Candace Owens also adds on to Mike Cernovich's tweet and says exactly what I was thinking. The communist regime in Cuba stole from its people to form a dictatorship and is now referring to those that they oppress as insurrectionists who are a threat to democracy straight from the Democrats' dirty January 6th playbook. And that is the point right there. The Democrats in this country, the politicians, I'm not even going to say Democrats, the politicians in this country, because this is a Democrat and Republican problem at this point. The government in this country is so corrupt that what you are seeing in Cuba, okay, these, these protesters who are fighting for their freedoms are being called insurrectionists. We saw that exact same thing happen on January 6th. Why? Because on January 6th, constituents of America were pissed off, went to their capital to have their grievances heard, and the government didn't like that. So they called them insurrectionists, and they're now politically persecuting people. Going back to Mike Cernovich again, we don't live in the United States of America. We live under an oppressive regime located in Washington, D.C. They are allowed to lie in court records, spy on Americans and hold people without a trial. Federal judges are happy to approve these oppressive tactics. And again, this all sounds very extreme. And if you were looking on Twitter and keep in mind, too, the news in itself is such propaganda at this point, And you have to dig so deep and know exactly who to follow to actually know what's going on in this country. That that tweet sounds insane. Where is this happening, Mike? What are you talking about? January 6th, where are these political prisoners? Where's the political persecution? Where is it at? We're going to we're going to go through it right now. Because we're already on like step 5 of being a, a, you know in an authoritarian regime and it's just getting continuously worse every single day. Sean Davis says when not when not if Cuba's corrupt communists violently cracked down on him on and imprison the pro-freedom protesters in Havana, the communists will cite the Biden administration's targeting and political imprisonment of peaceful capital election protesters as justification. Just wait. Now, remember that the first person that was arrested for the Capitol riot was a grandmother. I think she was 82 years old. And I also want us to go ahead and take a peek at what is happening to all of the people that have been um, put in jail. Because they are being politically persecuted right now. Granted, you might think, oh, well, some of them did deserve to be put in jail because they were breaking windows. They broke into the Capitol. Okay, well, let's go ahead and look at what's actually going on in this country right now in regards to January 6th. Cernovich, again, if you're held without bail, denied evidence that could free you, speedy trial rights denied, beaten by guards, you're not in Cuba, you're in Washington, D.C. Let's go through this quick thread. Politico.com writes, Capital riot defendant alleges beating by jail guards. Cernovich writes, yes, guards are beating up January 6th defendants and judges are looking the other way. Politico again, prosecutors seek a slowdown in capital attack cases. Yes, judges are ignoring the speedy trial requirement of the Constitution. BuzzFeed News, Jessica Watkins, an oath keeper charged in D.C. attack, fears harsh, what does the rest of this article say? Fears harsh treatment because she is transgender. 
Cernovich writes, yes, a trans Trump supporter was stripped and leered at by guards. Might have been raped by guards. No way to know at this point. You cannot like this person, person fine, but don't you dare talk about Cuba when you support this in America. And again, too, uh, these are all the headlines and the articles. So feel free to go read into each of these stories for yourself. But there are people who have been put in soli- or are put in solitary confinement for up to 23 hours a day. And again, keep in mind, Q Shaman, the guy that was famously uh, photographed in the Capitol with his horns. He has no trial date in sight. These are political prisoners at this point, because again, need I remind you that for an entire year, Black Lives Matter and Antifa burned down this country and all of the DAs in various cities just let them out the next day. That's why in Portland, they just stopped arresting people because they knew that it was worthless because they would just be released the exact same day or the next day. Now, Tucker Carlson went over a viral thread and it is extremely important. And I'm going to put it on my website. I'm going to screenshot every single tweet. It's like a 32 long Twitter thread. Tucker Carlson did a piece on it. It went super viral. I'm going to link it down below as well. Uh, I can't remember who wrote it. I'm, I'm bad. I know. But he basically laid out from start to finish in regards to the Trump administration, the Steele dossier, the lies about impeachment, the media being a propaganda machine, January 6th. He laid it all out extremely articulate, 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 literally. Wow. You guys, I'm getting so tongue tied. It was very articulate. Okay. It was very articulate. It was very good. It was very well written and everybody needs to read it to understand what's going on in this country. If they haven't been keeping up with uh, the absolute state that we're in, but again, looking to Cuba, that is the That is the future for America. And it sounds very dramatic. But again, look at what we have going on here right now. We have American citizens being denied their rights. They don't have the right to a fair and speedy trial. They are being politically persecuted in this country. At this point, the FBI straight up set up American citizens and then arrested them and prosecuted them. The NSA is spying on Tucker Carlson. We're going to get into how the government is now not only admitting to wanting to um, censor people's text messages and Um, dictate what people are allowed to talk about. But I'll make this point later on. It's absolutely insane to me that this is the state of our country and every single American isn't terrified. I'm not trying to fear monger here. I'm just living in reality. I'm just straight up living in reality. Now, Mike Pence tweeted this out today. America stands with the oppressed Cuban people assembling for their birthright of liberty and America stands for a free and democratic Cuba. Ned Ryan says, I approve of calling for freedom for the Cuban people. I'm also for calling for the freedom of the political prisoners being held in D.C. on false pretenses of insurrection. It's so funny to me how easy it is for all these politicians to come forward and say, yeah, pro-democracy, we stand with you, Cuba, super cool. But... When private American citizens are being spied on, politically persecuted and thrown in jail, where are politicians then? Y'all are going to go focus on Cuba. You guys want to go focus on Israel. You guys want to go focus on all these Middle Eastern issues. What about the problems here at home? Now, I, I want to highlight some of the problems here at home. This is kind of comical. We talked about last week how the FBI seized a fully constructed Capitol building Lego set from one of the leaders of the January 6th insurrection. Well, it actually turns out that in the original 
uh, detention memoranda, the undersigned stated that law enforcement found a fully constructed U.S. Capitol Lego set. Please note that after a review of the photograph from the search, there appears to have been a miscommunication and that statement appears to be inaccurate. The Lego set was in a box and not fully constructed at the time of the search as pictured below. Now, this seems like a small, minute and silly thing, but this is our FBI. This is our intelligence agencies. This is our media. How did this lie even get misconstrued? One, and if they can't even get whether or not a Lego set was fully built or in a box, what else are they getting wrong? What else are they lying to us about? Food for thought there. Now, the FBI tweeted this out the other day. If you thought, you know, they were already bad, well, it gets worse. They tweeted out family members and peers are often best positioned to witness signs of mobilization to violence, help prevent homegrown violent extremism. So that's our FBI right now. Why are they putting this out? Because the FBI has been trying to get people to narc on their family members and say, hey, if your family member was at January 6th at, at the Capitol, make sure and tell us so we can lock them up in jail and throw away the key forever. George Orwell writes about this in 1984, how Big Brother and that whole entire government system that they were living under would weaponize people's children against them as well as fellow constituents and fellow citizens. So everyone was living in fear of an, their oppressive government and they were so scared to step out of line because they didn't know if their own child would no, tell on them. That's this right here. The FBI, instead of being focused on, again, Chinese infiltration of our government, the entire Biden administration, what the hell is going on with Hunter Biden right now and his art sales? What's the FBI focused on? domestic extremism and pitting family member against family member. And again, to, to touch on Hunter Biden, because this is what happens when your government does not fear the people. Your intelligence agencies are running rogue and you have the president's son. Basically, you know what? A lot of people are speculating that this is just straight up money, money laundering because he's selling weird art pieces for exorbitant prices. And uh, this just came out from the Daily Mail today, revealed the White House helped Hunter Biden reach a deal to keep buyers of his paintings listed for up to $500,000 confidential so they could avoid ethics issues. White House helped broker a deal to shield the president's son from information about who is buying his work. Interesting. Huh. White House cited arrangement as part of rigorous process on ethics. Former Office of Government Ethics Director Walter Schaub called the up to 500K prices for his artwork grotesquely inflated. The exhibition creates a risk of influence seekers funneling money to the Biden family, he added. Hunter will be displaying and selling his artwork in New York City this fall, and his art dealer valued at his work at between seventy-five dollars to $500,000. All sales will be kept confidential despite his alleged corruption over prior business deals in Ukraine and China. Now, I just want to go ahead and explain this for some of the people in the back who might not be, you know, the sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, what this probably is, is uh, let's say a Chinese official throwing $500,000 at Hunter Biden and then Hunter Biden may be whispering in the ear of his daddy. Hmm. I don't know. Just a conspiracy that I have. I doubt that that's actually what's happening, but I'm glad that the White House helped Hunter D uh, Biden reach this deal and make sure that, uh, you know, the paintings were listed confidentially to avoid ethics issue. That is our government. The Biden administration does not fear the people. The media does not fear the people because elites are in power and world government is taking control. We're seeing that too with the COVID response. We're about to get into that right now. 
But the government does not fear its people, not in Cuba, not in Venezuela, not in China, not in America. And you look to all of those different countries, you see what's going to come here. Right now in South Africa, too, people are straight up shooting each other. Because in South Africa, and this happens quite often, white people get targeted, they get attacked, their farms get robbed, their wives get raped. And so in South Africa, the farmers and all of the people and all the, the constituents, because they're rioting over there right now in South Africa, they're just shooting the rioters. And it's just a complete state of just decay and emergency over there. The military has been deployed. It's nonsense. So pick your path, America, because right now we're going down the wrong one. And again, too, let's let's go into to COVID news, because if you thought all of that was bad enough, there's still more layers of corruption we're going to get to. Now, this past uh, weekend, actually, this came out today, my apologies, French president mandates special COVID-19 pass for access to all restaurants, shopping malls, and he's ordering all healthcare workers to get vaccine shots. So I want to focus in on this because a lot of people have been blowing the whistle on this and saying that forced vaccines are coming, forced, you know, mandates are coming. You're going to have to have your vaccine passport to travel or to even just have your freedoms as a whole. And you know what? I actually actually skipped a tweet here back here because this is an important point to you in regards to before we get into COVID news and in regards to our freedoms too, I, I want to touch on this as well, because again, going back to how our media here in America is covering Cuba, um, the New York Times put this tweet out the other day, shouting freedom and other anti-government slogans. Hundreds of Cubans took to the streets and cities around the country on Sunday to protest food and medicine shortages in a remarkable eruption of discontent not seen in nearly 30 years. And we're focusing in on that last part up there, boys and girls, shouting freedom and other anti-government slogans. So in America, this is our American media, the New York Times, freedom is an anti-government slogan because in the New York Times and in the media's eyes and in politicians' eyes here in America, your freedoms are granted to you from the government. But no, your freedoms are granted to you by God. Your freedoms are given to you by God and they are not to be taken away by any person on this earth. And the government does not grant you freedoms. You know how else we can look at what's happening in Cuba and know that, uh, again, our own media is a straight up propaganda and covering forced communism. This article, too, from CNBC, inflation, silver lining, higher salaries. Because when you look to all these other countries and you see, like I mentioned earlier, Venezuela with their money piled up in the streets, they're burning their dollar because it's so worthless. Snopes. Our media doesn't want you to be like, oh, why did that happen? Hyper uh, inflation, inflation's happening here. I should be worried. Maybe we should put our investment somewhere else. Maybe we shouldn't trust fiat currency or the Federal Reserve. Inflation is good. Wait, what? Oh, I was really worried. But then the media told me that inflation's actually a good thing. Oh, okay. I was really concerned. I was kind of freaking out. I saw what was happening in Venezuela and Cuba. But CNBC actually says that the silver lining of inflation is that you get more money when it happens. So it's okay. That's our media. New York Times, freedom is an anti-government slogan and inflation is good. Why is the media spreading this propaganda and why are they saying these things? Because they're covering for communism and they're covering for these authoritarian regimes and they're complicit in helping the authoritarian regime that is currently in office right now. Now, let's go ahead and go back to our COVID news, back to France. 
how they are now mandating COVID-19 passes for access to restaurants and shopping malls. Straight up infringement on people's freedoms and rights. And we always say, look to other countries to see what's going to happen in America. But we in America are very complacent and we don't like to, uh, you know, heed anybody's warnings. Which is why we keep seeing stories like this come in and everyone's like, oh, whatever. Justin, Biden allied groups, including the DNC, plan to engage fact checkers and work with SMS carriers to dispel misinformation about vaccines that is sent over social media and text messages text messages. Now this seemed pretty crazy. And I was like, I don't know if I believe it. Let me look for this myself. So this is Politico. This is the actual article that this is cited from. Uh, The headline is potentially a death sentence. White House goes off on vaccine fear mongers. And it's a beautiful, huge picture of Dr. Fauci. Now this is the important uh, paragraph for us to look at right here. Biden allied groups, including the Democratic National Committee, are also planning to engage fact checkers more aggressively and work with SMS carriers to dispel misinformation about vaccines that is sent over social media and text messages. The goal is to ensure that people who may have difficulty getting a vaccination because of issues like transportation see those barriers lessened or removed entirely. Okay, we need to address a couple of things here. Number one, the government is coming out and saying that they're thinking about dispelling misinformation over text messages because they're already reading all of our texts. How do they know that misinformation is being spread via text unless they're already reading all of our text messages? They already read all of our messages on social media, all of our direct messages, all of our private messages. So what's to stop them from reading our text messages? And, you know, who would have even gotten it in their brain? Like, well, what if people are texting misinformation? Maybe we should monitor that, too. They're already spying on our text messages. That's how they know that it's happening. And that's why they're coming down and targeting our text messages next. Number two here, the the goal is to ensure that people who may have difficulty getting a vaccination because of issues like transportation see those barriers lessened or removed entirely. This is complete BS. And I love that they always have to like segue into, I know we just said that we were going to monitor your text messages and that seems kind of crazy, but it's just because of some misinformation about transportation. So I went to Walmart today because I need to go buy some water, you know, some yummy strawberries from my house. And the first thing I saw when I walked up to the cash register was a huge sign that said, get your free COVID-19 vaccination here. Now, the one thing I know about Walmarts is that they're all over the place in America. And I know that they're in inner cities. You know why I know they're in inner cities? Because I attended a lot of BLM riots last year. And uh, what got looted the most? That's right, a Walmart. So you're telling me that in the inner cities and in low-income communities and neighborhoods, there's not a Walmart that's walking distance and it's a transportation issue? No, absolutely not. That's complete BS. You can go get a free COVID shot at Walmart right freaking now. And Walmarts are on every single street corner in America. So that's just straight up fake. They probably that's just straight up a a speculation. Oh, it's because of transportation issues. It's not because we want to monitor everybody's text messages. Okay. Oh, my goodness. And it gets worse. We also have the World Health Organization working on a digital wallet to store vaccination certification certification per video press conference. So uh, they're just going to make sure that it's as easy as possible to monitor who has been vaccinated and who hasn't. And we also have CNN medical analysts coming forward and saying it's time to start mandating vaccines. So that's what's coming in this country. But everyone is so complacent here. And they're like, ah, it's not going to happen to me. That's fine. I'm not going to stand up. I'm just an average American. I can't affect change. Well, guess what? Because you refuse to stand up, because 
everyone is afraid to stand up in this country. We're all going down together, except for the few that are going to be, you know, thrown in actual gulags or thrown in prison for pushing back against mandated vaccines and these digital certificates. You know, that's how they started things in China. They would say, oh, well, um, you know, we need to see your your COVID status on this app. It's very easy. Um, and uh, they were monitoring people for a long time, too. In Hong Kong, there was one day where uh, they were they downed like a facial recognition tower because they were saying that's how China monitors people. And they actually do have social credit scores in China. If you jaywalk in China, you get less social credit points. And then guess what? You can't buy a plane ticket or a train ticket and you can't travel anywhere. You think that's crazy? It's a Bloomberg article. Go look it up for yourself. And while all of these things are being mandated and pushed on us and forced on us. And and you know what? I I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up. I love Ted Cruz. I've always liked Ted Cruz. I've always thought that he was a great politician. But today he posted on his Twitter account a big graphic that said it's time to end the federal mask mandate for vaccinated people on airplanes. No, it's time to end the federal mask mandate. That's it, Ted. Not for vaccinated people, not just on airplanes as a whole. End it. We're done with it. And that is the problem with conservatives. I do love Ted Cruz. I'm a big fan. But damn, Ted, if you can't even stand up for the rights of your constituents to breathe and their right to not be vaccinated and to still breathe freely, then you're no friend of of mine, to be quite honest. And that's the problem with these politicians. They're so scared and they continue to kowtow to the left and they continue to say, oh, OK, well, if the mob and the masses say and that, uh, it's, you know, vaccinated people don't have to wear masks, then I can get on board with that. And like, let's just take it one tiny step further and say that we need to end the masks for the vaccinated people. No, it's time to end it for all people. Grow some balls, politicians in Congress. You guys all suck. Now. Why is all of this being pushed on us? Because your average American is smart enough to know. And, it, you know, it's funny because like half of me is like everyone in this country is an idiot and they're brainwashed. And the other half of me is like the average American is smart enough to know not to get an experimental vaccine that could potentially kill them or give them, uh, you know, life altering conditions. Why are they pushing this on us? Why are we seeing WebMD say that Pfizer's planning to request emergency authorization for its COVID-19 vaccine for children ages five to 11 in September or October? Why are they having to forcefully push this on the American people because of things like this. Justin, the FDA expected to announce that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine has been linked to a serious but rare side effect called Julian Barr syndrome in which your body's immune system attacks your nerves. Now, this is also a New York Times article. It says federal regulators concluded that the risk of developing the syndrome was low and that the benefits of the vaccine still strongly outweigh it. But let's go ahead and get into the actual beef of this article. The Food and Drug Administration warned on Monday that Johnson & Johnson's coronavirus vaccine can lead to an increased risk of a rare neurological condition known as Julian Barr syndrome, another setback for a vaccine that has been largely sidelined in the United States. And then, of course, they they have to say, oh, well, the chances of developing the condition are really low, but they do appear to be three to five times higher among recipients of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine than among the general population in the United States. Whoopsies. That is why they have to push this on us, because it's experimental, because it is actually killing people and it's altering people's lives. Again, I will keep bringing this up until I'm blue in the face. Couple streams back, I played the video of a mother that was crying and in tears because her daughter is in a wheelchair and needs assisted breathing because she got her, I believe it was either the Pfizer or Moderna shot, destroyed her body. She's now in a wheelchair. 
Boy just died after getting his vaccination from heart attack-like symptoms. And all of these young teenage boys who are otherwise healthy having heart attack-like symptoms and are having to go to the hospital for them. But tell me again how safe this is for everybody. You know what is safe and effective and has been used? A lot of different medicines that we're not allowed to talk about because we'll get banned. And also because they're a lot cheaper than vaccines. Keep in mind that Pfizer made, uh, I believe, $3.5 billion already. They're speculated to make up to $100 billion on vaccine sales. I've covered that previously, previously as well. So again, it always goes back to money. It's not about anybody's health. If it was, we would maybe be utilizing other options in regards to healing people like hydroxychloroquine, which was approved for medical use in the U.S. in 1955. Ivermectin, which has been around since 1975. Both drugs have successfully been used to treat COVID-19. This person said they took it, it worked for them, and it was safe for them, but the FDA still won't approve it for COVID treatment. And then they ask why with some dollar signs down there. Because we all know why. That's that's why. Because hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are way cheaper than the billion-dollar vaccine industry that is being pushed on the American people right now. Now, we're going to watch this quick video because also very important. Um... It's hilarious to me because every single time doctors are actually challenged, they, or not even doctors, but just like leftists, I would say, or liberals, every single time they're challenged, they can't handle it and they have straight up tantrums. So this is a clip that I'm going to play for you from the doctors that happened the other day in regards to uh, the vaccine and its links to autism. Let's go ahead and watch this fairly quickly. Oh, in my opinion... And this is just me wanting to have an open debate about this. Vaccines are really the one thing we have looked at yeah. as causing all yeah, this. I agree with that you. That is what completely yeah. bogus. No, that is such a bogus it. statement. How many vaccines have they looked at in these studies? How many? What's the answer? It's two. How many ingredients have they studied of 35? What's the answer? It's one. You've looked at two of 36 shots and one of 35 vaccines, and you're going to stand on the stage and say that vaccines and autism are unrelated. It is the most bogus tobacco science. It's a smokescreen. Anybody who takes the time to read it would agree. I'm so sick of doctors who don't read the studies, who don't know the details, sitting here thoughts. telling parents and reassuring them that vaccines don't cause autism. It is irresponsible. And this is the biggest problem, and the reason that, that doctors in this country are frustrated. Read the because, science. listen, all you're doing is you're antagonizing a medical community that wants to help these kids. Okay, I have to stop it right there. Because this doctor's like, you're just attacking me and you're antagonizing us, and we want we care about these kids. No, you don't. If you cared about these kids, hang on, let me let me put my mic back down. If they cared about these kids, they would do the proper research into vaccines and how they are affecting children's bodies, but they refuse to do so and they keep reiterating these same dangerous talking points that are costing children their lives. So this doctor, this liberal hack is lying to American people, citing just false research. It's so easy to lie with statistics. Uh, Bill Gates' favorite book, How to Lie with Statistics, so easy to lie with statistics. And this is one of those examples. Now, this doctor's hissy fit goes on for another 20 seconds, but I, I don't want to listen to it, and I had to stop it there because, again, that is the media. That is the left. As soon as you actually challenge them with facts and information, they blow up and they say, you're attacking me. You don't know what you're talking about. We care so much. And that's why we push these things. No, you don't care. If you cared about people's health and you cared about your the American citizens in this country, you wouldn't be injecting them with an experimental vaccine that could kill them.
And we wouldn't have our media like National Geographic pushing the Delta Plus variant, which differs from Delta because of an extra mutation. It's spread to about a dozen countries, including India, the U.S., and the U.K., yeah, guys, if the Lambda variant was enough, if the Epsilon variant was not, uh, wasn't enough, we also have Delta Plus. And National Geographic chose to use a photo of dead people in hazmat suits lying on graveyards to talk about the Delta Plus variant. This is an actual National Geographic tweet where they're talking about Delta Plus, and the graphic they used is of two men in hazmat suits with masks on lying on graveyards or gravestones. If anything, maybe this is an example of how face masks and hazmat suits don't work because clearly these two people died from the Delta Plus variant, even though they were probably vaccinated, probably triple masked up and had their hazmat suits on. That's our media. Now, I also saw this on Instagram earlier today, but guess what? It already got deleted. Uh, it was an, an image that said how to prepare for a hurricane. And so I went ahead and I, I looked it up. This is from the CDC. Okay, what is what what does this have to do with uh, COVID vaccinations? I'll tell you right now. So the CDC says how to prepare for a hurricane. Preparing for a hurricane, take basic steps now to ensure your safety should a storm hit. The first point, get a COVID-19 vaccine as soon as you can. COVID-19 vaccines help protect you from getting sick or severely ill with COVID-19. And they also help protect the people around you. What? Yes, this is a CDC article on how to prepare for a hurricane. And the first thing it says is get a COVID-19 vaccine. <sighs> ah. And if that's not a good example of the absolute state of our center of disease control, the World Health Organization, our media agencies, and also big tech. I don't know what is. Let's touch on big tech, shall we? Uh, Dr. Simone Gold tweeted this out. There appears to be thousands of pro-vaccine bot networks on Twitter, all saying the exact same thing. Who's paying for this? And it's an image. And we've got two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24 uh, images here. And they all say anti-vaccine rhetoric is dangerous, vaccine healthcare and refusal, threaten public health and assault on the makers and others is unacceptable. And that's only one of them. Let's go to the next phrase or the next page here. It also says, this is disgusting. Masks and social distancing should be in place till minimum Christmas time at the earliest. The government are clueless. The Delta variant should be taken seriously and we should go into a national lockdown to prevent spreading it. Two, four, six, eight, nine tweets. Exact same thing. So what is big tech pushing on us? What is the media pushing on us? What are our politicians pushing on us? Nothing good. But the American people, some of us are smart enough not to fall for this. And that's why they're pushing it as a mandatory thing and they're trying to monitor our text messages because they already have been. But now they're like, well, now that we've been monitoring your text messages and we know that, um, you know, you guys have been spreading misinformation via text, we're going to have to censor that. Yeah, we're going to have to come on in and just uh, shut that down really quick because we believe in freedom of speech until it, uh, you know, kind of impedes on our tyrannical government plans. So. Sorry. I do like to end the show on a positive note because again, I know that this was a very heavy episode and I know a lot of you are starting to say that I sound very blackpilled, but again, I'm not blackpilled. I'm living in reality and I want people to wake up, but I'd like to end the show on a positive note because there are positive things going on in this country. 
One of those being the concept of the new right. Jesse Kelly tweeted this out. Again, you cannot use my values against me. Those days are gone. This is the new right. Nothing you say holds any meaning to me. And I wanted to end the show on this note because there is a new right that is rising. A new right of people who don't care if you call them racist or bigots or misogynistic or sexist. Because guess what? The left has manipulated the language so much that the, the word racism has no more meaning anymore. That the word bigot has no more meaning. That the word sexist has no more meaning. I posted a video on my Instagram today of a biological man trying to breastfeed a baby and said, I couldn't produce milk. So I'm going to have to use formula to supplement my child. And him and his partner refer to the baby as they. So that's the left. That's how crazy they've gotten. And the new right sees that and refuses to kowtow or bend the knee or capitulate to the manipulation of our language anymore. If you have strong Christian values and you think gay marriage is wrong, you say it. And you don't apologize for it. If you think that being a transsexual is an abomination, then that's your thoughts. That's your opinions. Guess what? We live in America and you should be allowed to have those thoughts and opinions. This is the new right. And there's a huge uprising of people who are getting really pissed off because they've seen the extremism. They've seen what happens in other countries when you bring these types of governments in place when you allow the uh, language to be manipulated as severely as it's been here in America, they see what's going on and people are waking up. And it's good to hear and see. That's all I got for you guys tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of Rapid Fire. Again, remember that you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please go leave a five-star review. I think some trolls found the podcast. Somebody left me a one-star. I don't know. Maybe the show's just not that good. You guys go leave me a review. Let me know what you actually think. The link is down below. And also remember that I don't monetize any of these videos because I don't want to give, I don't want you guys to have to sit through ads. So if you'd like to support me, my PayPal is down below. And also, please remember to go follow my website, savsaysofficial.com, where you can find all of my banned videos and all of my streams, because I will continue to talk about these hard and difficult issues for as long as possible, because no one else seems to want to touch them because they are afraid of being censored. But as soon as you start self-censoring, you are capitulating to the left, and you are what is wrong with America, to be quite honest. So that's all I have to say for, the, for tonight. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez.